Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, hello, Matthew. Well, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you tonight? I am doing well, thank you. Good. Are Spring you? Spring has sprung, and the weather is getting warmer, and... Well, something has sprung. Not... Well, I, I would say not <laughs> hours, but no, that's... I can't say that. So, in the last... I'm, I'm trying happy. to think here. Wait a minute. Last 10 hours, maybe? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I just had to get it in there that, you know, the these April showers, that's not the only thing that they bring is May flowers, apparently. No, they, they bring other things too. They do. You feeling your O's, baby. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, there was some O's. There yeah. were some O's. Yeah. So are you are you ready for season two, episode four? I am so excited about this episode. Are you? I am. Yeah. We, we, we have some great we do. About. We really do. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. So uh, you want to give our listeners a title? Yeah. Are you guys ready for the title? We're ready. All right. Yeah. To voyeur or not, that is the question. Did you suddenly become British? I believe I did, yes. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay. <laughs> are, there, are, there, are there British voyeurs? As, I mean, is that... Well, it depends on how proper you I see that's how it goes. All right, Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> so voyeurism, that is the topic of tonight's podcast. Among other things. Among other things. Yeah. Yes, among other things. We have a lot to, to say about this because there is so much in the lifestyle, E&M, swinging, all of that with voyeurism. So many different avenues and so many different... There's so many different ways to look at it. Yes, yeah. Like so. I mean, did you like the pun there? <laughs> it went right over your head. It did. It sailed. <laughs> it sailed. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So give me some examples of what, you, what you're thinking about. Okay, so to, to give it some validity... Voyeurism is a fetish, right? For a well, lot of people. It, it certainly can Right. Be. So, you know, like the original kind of, this is kind of a dated word to use, but like a cuckold, right? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. is, that is a type of voyeurism. So I actually, I mean, if anybody went in and looked at my Google searches today to write it, because I always write a little outline for us so that we, you know, because we try to stay on topic. We try. 
we don't succeed, but we, we try. We often fail. We often fail. Well, that's okay. But I do, you know, a little research. And so if you were to look at my Google history today, oh, dear goodness. <laughs> it's kind of, so, there's now, a lot of stuff in there yeah. today. <laughs> well, and, we, and we have quite a bit of conversation, too. I mean, we don't just go into this. Okay. Right. Oh, no, right. Yeah. But I wanted to get the definitions of each of these things exactly right. Yes. Because they're so close. And sure. I actually learned a few things today. You did? I did. I did. So... Originally, the idea of a cuckold is is that a guy would get turned on by seeing his his wife or his girlfriend with another man. But what makes it unique is that this could be in front of him or it could be like past tense, like where she's gone and done this and then she's telling him, hey, I did this and too bad for you. But there's a lot of humiliation involved with it, right? And then the gentleman or the guy in question is usually never asked to join or he might be forced to watch, but oh. it's a humiliation thing. Yeah. So I never really thought about it that way. I wonder, yeah. I mean, okay, so I've seen some stuff too where it's usually, it could be, not usually, it, it could be someone who has a, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name, the thing that you wear that has a lock on it that you, that women put on men. Oh, oh, um, yeah, like the, the, the uh, what are those called? Like a chastity belt type of thing, but it's not. It's right, the, but um, it's like goes over your cock. Yes. Yeah. So I've seen that. I've I have. That. I have one. And then, or I've seen where maybe their particular partner is not as well endowed as the person that they're playing with. Right. And then it's like, a, oh, he can't please me the way you can. Right. right? And it's a yeah. humiliation thing. It's still, it goes yeah. back to that. Yeah. So it's like verbal humiliation or, or mental humiliation. That There's a lot of that involved with that particular part of voyeurism fetish, which is different from stag vixen, right? So this is another type. So this is why I had to. So like... that's a male deer and a female deer. Right? <laughs> no. Usually, I think they're in Europe. Are they? I think so. I think the deer in Europe are called stag. So with this one, the vixen is typically the wife or the girlfriend, and there's no humiliation involved. So she is usually someone who enjoys being watched. And then the stag is someone who gets um, sexually excited from watching. So, and then usually, or typically, the stag is invited to join at some point in the evening. Like, gets to watch for a while, get really, really wound up, and then he participates too. Really? So that's the difference there. Now, I know we've encountered couples that play that way, and that was not how they did it. The, the husband never played. He only watched. Yeah. So I, I think that... Like I said, there's so many variations and how each person kind of, or each couple looks at it is different. So that, that's why I wanted to like really kind of check into this a little before we start talking about it. Because I wanted to make sure that I got like my it's a lot definitions to right. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it can be very confusing sometimes. Right. So then the, the other style is hot wifing. And now this is something I feel like we run into Is often. that someone who is in menopause and she has hot flashes? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, hot wifing is like where the... Is that when she sits in a sauna? Yeah, that's what it is, baby. It's, it's sex in the sauna. Oh, that could be fun. It could be fun. It's yeah. hot in there, though. I know, you got to bring a cold drink with you. Yeah, I like dry saunas, but not wet saunas. I, they're usually wet, you know, at some point. <laughs> You're so bad. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're in a mood today. I am, I'm a little bit, you know, tomorrow is... Uh, is yeah. it the full moon? No, it's not a full moon. No, tomorrow just, yeah. Just, just, it's, it's Thursday and tomorrow is Friday. I'm looking forward to the end of the week. 
Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. All right. Back to hot wiping. Circle back around, darling. So it, this would be where the wife or partner has a experience, like a sexual experience with another person outside of the relationship, but it's with the consent of the husband. The husband's fully aware of it. And sometimes they may participate and watch, but often it's more like the husband sets up a sexy date for the wife. He might actually set up the date, pick the clothes, make the hotel reservations, the whole nine yards. And they want picture, the husband will want, or boyfriend or partner or you know what however that works significant other other. i know i've always like struggled with the the nomenclature there um they will want like maybe videos or pictures or you know like some sort of of, a participation but for participation like from afar kind of thing and so that's the difference between those three now we have run into couples that say that they do hot wife and they're actually doing stag vixen right like they, those lines are very blurred. Okay. So. so, like, I know personally, you and I have not experienced really any of those. Well, no, not really, because we've, we've always been full. We've always been full swamp. Yeah. So, you know, no, but so. here's the thing: that we we've experienced a little bit of the four year mm-hmm. from some of the events that we've been to. True. True. That's, um, mm-hmm. No, we've seen other people play. Yes. And, and so that that this is going to be a segue into into this conversation. So, with that. We have both experienced seeing other people play in a group situation and also uh, as a couple. Yes. Some of the things that we have seen, I know personally that I was very, it was very distasteful to me the mm-hmm. way it was being portrayed. And I did not enjoy it at all. Right. Uh, there have been other times where I have seen things done, particularly couple wise, and it was really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to continue to watch, but I didn't want to be like a gawker and, you know, stand there with my mouth open because it was amazing. But and with that being said. But don't you think that if they're in a position to be watched, that's kind of what they're wanting? Potentially. But the things that I found very distasteful, there were others that were. Super clearly, excited about it, right? Super excited well, about it. Well, that's because everybody has their own kink. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that what I find disgusting, you know, that other people should find disgusting because right. everybody has their own kink, like you mentioned. Yeah, don't yuck, don't yuck someone's yum. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but that's the one of the interesting things about being open in an open relationship or being ethically non-monogamous relationship, or you know, being a part of a couple that can explore that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have been in situations where we could have been watched or have been watched, mm-hmm. and I was not comfortable with it at all. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing in a group in a in a closed environment, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But we've been in we've also been in events where it was very public. It was extraordinarily public, and it was yeah. You know, so that, I'm I'm going to touch on that for a second because I want to talk about your uncomfortableness because I think this is this is probably going to come up for our listeners if they attend events. So sure, I can think of two instances that come to mind. One where we played fully naked, mm-hmm. full swap full play in public at an event where there were other people playing with us and there were also lots of people watching. Yes. Completely naked, full on play. Yeah. And so I know that one was the one where you were more uncomfortable. Yeah. So can you tell me why? I think for me, the fact that I had complete strangers that I know weren't playing with me mm-hmm. or playing within the group, I should say. Not so they were strictly voyeur. Yeah, they were strictly voyeur. Mm-hmm. And um, 
at first it was kind of it was kind of erotic and then i got into my brain mm -hmm. a little bit and started going hey you know i'm not really sure that i'm comfortable with this and it really started making me question whether or not i wanted to be there and i actually turned to um, one of the women that were there and i'm like hey you know we can go back to our room and continue this if you want and you know she was like no i'm good right where i'm at well, she was an exhibitionist right she was enjoying being watched yeah and, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that i mm -hmm. mean but if that had been in behind like in in our room or in a more intimate setting i probably wouldn't have felt the way i felt mm -hmm. so your your bigger issue you don't have any issue with group play i have no issue with group with, play. when everyone's participating if someone stops like if you're playing with another partner mm -hmm. and there are four more of us in the group mm -hmm. and we all stop to watch some amazing thing that you're doing to your partner does that bother you no no i, th I mean at that point it's just erotic right but right. i in that certain situation there were people walking by and like standing and like walking mm -hmm. that were, were clothed mm -hmm. and it just it kind of like i couldn't get that out of my head. Mm -hmm. I can you know? see that. I can totally see that. So it's a different feeling. And I think that for every voyeur out there, there is an exhibitionist who wants to put on a display. Yeah. And I think you have to have that little bit of exhibitionist inside you to be able to enjoy being on that side of the fence. Right. And now, I know there have been other times where it was me and you and another couple and we we weren't on full display, but there was certainly access to come and watch. Um, and there may have been people coming and watching. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But it, even in that instance, I wasn't 100% comfortable. Mm -hmm. so, so now the second thing that I, that second instance that I was thinking of when we have done something risque in public and had people watching us at an event, um, you had me on a St. Andrew's cross. Yes. Now you were fully clothed. I'm, I was actually, I'm more comfortable with that. Yeah. Than I am being completely naked in a group of people. Because you're not performing or because, why, why is that? I just that? think it's more of a, a, maybe a subconscious thing, or maybe perhaps I, I'm just not comfortable in a group of people that I'm not intimate with. Hmm. Interesting. But you're okay with, you were okay with me being on display. Well, that's your choice, right? Right. I mean, mm -hmm. so yeah, I was totally comfortable with that. I was and you were comfortable, comfortable giving you that. Right. Because we had discussed that. We had, yeah, we had. And it was something I really wanted. Yeah. And you were comfortable showing your more dominant side. Right. At that point. And I, and it wasn't, I mean, there's been a couple of times that this has happened and not only with you. Mm -hmm. um, but I think to watch that, I don't enjoy watching it. Really? No. You'll perform I'll being perform a dominant, it. but not watch somebody else being dominated. No, not necessarily. Oh, interesting. Now interesting. I'll pick on maybe pick up on some of the equipment and be like, "Oh, that might be interesting." Yeah. But no, as far as watching it, it's not really. Yeah. Huh. See, you learn something new every day. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just not something that I really. I mean, it. I want to be the one in control. Mm. I see. I can see that. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I feel like I make 10,000 decisions every day in my life. And so sometimes when we're in those roles and you're dominant and I'm submissive, it's kind of nice because I don't have to make any decisions. Right. You're making the decisions for me. And it's just really nice to stand in front of you and say, 
here's my body and here's my pleasure and treat me good because I know you will. Well, I mean, I just, I, I think I know how much pleasure it brings you. Mm-hmm. So I like to be able to give that for you. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I love it. So, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the thing though, right? I don't like to be, I don't like to be the one who's the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, that's kind of like, I feel like when it's an exhibitionist situation, I feel like I'm the center of attention. Oh yeah. I could totally see that. I, I mean, I'm more of a pleaser and I want to be the one giving the pleasure. Hmm. So in the situation where we're, so one of our boundaries is that we're same room. Yes. So when we are playing with a new couple in the same room mm-hmm. and you see me playing with somebody else. Yes. What's going through your head? So it, this is this is very fascinating to me because I think this is where a lot before I didn't mean to interrupt you, baby, but I think this is where a lot of people start to get a little sideways. There could be a a really random flood of emotion mm-hmm. at this point. Yes, I, I, especially gone, for the first time. Right. So I've gone from jealousy to envy to just like what in the hell's happening. <laughs> But so I also key off of what we talk about ahead mm-hmm. of time. Right. And I think that's the thing is if you aren't open and honest with your partner about how you're feeling going into a situation, it leaves your partner open to not really knowing where you're at. Right. So I know that for Julie and I, we really go through and we talk a lot about how we're feeling about things ahead of time before we get into a situation with a couple or another mm-hmm. partner. And so we kind of have an idea of where each other are at. Yes. There have been certain people that we played with that have, we have been, I, I'm not really sure how I feel about this yet, mm-hmm. or I'm super excited about this. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And when either one of us are hesitant, I feel like I'm keying off of how you are sounding or what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. So for me, when you're super excited about something and I see you with somebody else or I hear you with somebody else, Mm -hmm. I know from being with you Mm -hmm. and how you sound and and how you're reacting to whether or not you're enjoying yourself or you're kind of like, yeah, that feels good or oh my God, oh my God, I really like this. <laughs> so, but I kind of said that jokingly, but I can certainly tell when Julie is really enjoying herself mm-hmm. and when Julie is just kind of going through the motions. Right, right. And so, unfortunately that happens. Even though we really try to get to know people a little bit before we play. Which we both get better comfort level. Yes. with the people that we play with right now i mean not to say that we're not going to have a one-off oh yeah we do i mean it had yeah. opportunity knocks it, yeah it's been knocking a lot lately it has been knocking some lately but i'm yeah. good with that I, I am too it was that was fun it's fun knocking anyone home <laughs> oh my goodness so are you saying then that the more excited i get mm-hmm. and the more you hear me or see me getting closer to orgasm or orgasming or just really, really getting into it. Does that excite you? Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. Oh, you can go into all the details you want. But so (laughs) when, when me and and the female partner I was with 
had to stop what we were doing yeah to watch you guys <laughs> i mean that was freaking hot and we yeah. were the both the female partner and i were like Damn. <laughs> I was getting into it. <laughs> I, was, I know. I'm surprised there was not more damage to the chair. But Oh, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that there weren't nail marks. <laughs> I, I think there were. I'm surprised it didn't puncture the leather. Chair, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really, really erotic. It was. And then, I mean, but there's hot. been other times, too, that you have been with someone, mm -hmm. and I have been very envious that I'm not with you. I can hear you, but I, I wasn't with you. Right. And so there's been times too that I've felt jealousy. Mm -hmm. And we've we've talked about that and worked through all that. Mm -hmm. But I mean it's things that crop up. Oh yeah. Whether you're watching being a voyeur mm -hmm. or you're stag vixen or you're hot wifing, you know, you're gonna have emotions that come up. Whether you're like, hey, I've I know you met this person and you feel comfortable with this person but I don't know them. Right. This is where, and, and I know that we kind of talk about this a lot and we, we kind of uh, emphasize this a lot, but you can't talk to your partner too much. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you have to key off of like, I can, I can look at Julie or she can, you know, I can talk to Julie and I, I know instantly, okay, she's either had a bad day something's going on right. and she can certainly do the same for me mm -hmm. and we pick up on each other's thing because we talk about things so much oh i can tell when we're playing with another couple and you're struggling or you're not something's going on yeah. right like i know i know your face i know your expressions i know i know what's going on so yeah i think i think for me watching you be with another woman there's a few things that go through my head. One, it's super erotic to watch. Watching you go down on someone, I know what that feels like intimately. Amazing. Dear God, it's amazing. But I know what that feels like. And so to watch you going down on someone and have someone be playing with me at the same time is it's almost like my body will respond to what you're doing. Wow. Like, oh, it's so, it's so hot. It's just, it's amazing. And not that I'm not being present with my partner. I am. It's definitely cohesive play. I love group play. I've never, I've, I've definitely said that many times before on the podcast, but group play is my absolute favorite thing. And four and four plus group play is my favorite thing. I just love the. Wait, 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 wait. I want to back this up just, just to skosh. Yeah. Yeah. What? I thought it was three and more. Well, it could be a three and more. I mean, I'm I mean, just yeah. saying. I from... like, you know what? I like it all. Okay. So threesomes are amazing. Definitely. They amazing. can be certainly amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and foursomes are. Foursomes are amazing. Yes. Yeah. Five. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. can we just I know, right? can we agree to three and more? <laughs> three and more. Three okay. and more. Okay. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks for Sorry. Me. Three no, and no. more. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Thanks huh. for appeasing me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, double cuddles are amazing. That's okay. I know. I'm waiting for mine. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Next time you want to be in the middle, just say something. Oh, no, no. No, I mean, I meant like, yeah, never mind. It's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have some definite fantasies there. <laughs> so, yes, watching you pleasure someone because I know what it feels like. I can imagine myself being there. I know how good that feels. So that when when the lady in question is moaning and, you know, really, really getting into it, 
it just drives me that much higher Yeah. because I know. Right. And so, but because, and, and the other, well, one more thing, watching you, watching someone orally please you is super hot for me because I'm very much a eye contact person during play and nothing I like better than looking at you, cupping your face, looking into your eyes when you're playing with me, when we're having penetration sex or, you know, touching what, whatever we're doing. I well, love so, being able to look in your eyes. That's something I can't do when I'm going down on you. So, And that's interesting that you bring that up because I know that like watching you have penetration sex with someone, when we do that, it's like, I know, I mean, I'm so, I've got sensations going all over right. my body. You're playing with me. I'm playing with you. Mm-hmm. We're doing our thing. And it's so different. It's so far removed. Like when right. I, I'm watching you and I, I really get to key in on the nuances, we, right? The nuances mm-hmm. that I don't pick up on when it's, when it's mm-hmm. you and I. Like, I love the way you when someone is going down on you, that you, you kind of close your eyes and you kind of arch your back a little bit. And like the noises that you make and stuff, I hear those noises, right? but I don't see that blissful expression on your face. And, right. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah. I don't I see, it. I don't key. I, so I'm, it's the same thing right. for, for me. Exactly. I don't key up on some of the little nuances of you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating when you actually get to experience that. And then it, it just makes it that more erotic. It really does. It really, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy good. So, yeah. So yeah, I did want to like say what, what I find amazing about being able to watch uh, when we play same room. And one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I truly do love to have same room play with you. We started that as a boundary because we had a couple of bad experiences Yeah. and we thought, we needed to kind of be together for a while to make sure that, and it's something that we have started doing. It would be like what, six or eight months ago. And we've continued for a while and it's really worked out well for us, but we don't always stay that way. Once we know a couple, sometimes we break apart and we kind of do our own thing. But for the most part, that's kind of how we start. And so the side benefit of that has been the amazing voyeurism Right. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating how it grows. It can grow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun because seeing your partner with someone else and then seeing your partner from a different aspect, it makes it, I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I think it heightens it. It really it just does. Heightens it just heightens the sexual like, experience. Yeah. Because it's, it's like you're watching yourself. Mm hmm with your partner from afar. It's crazy good. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about the different emotions that come into play. Oh, absolutely. And we touched on this. We did a little bit, but there's a range, right? There is. So when you said earlier that you have felt jealousy. Yeah. What was your jealousy feeling? Was it, what was it based in? So it was based on like, okay, I don't think I've ever heard Julie make this noise before. And I was like, what what is it what what's going on mm-hmm. did it make you feel like i was being pleasured in a way that you can't give me yeah i mean it did it, it was like okay you know what's he doing that i can't do and what kind of things are, you know okay that makes me want to go and learn mm-hmm. what's he doing and i want to mimic that to make you feel the feelings that he was that he was giving you, you i can know? understand that yeah you know, and that was kind of initial and that was a kind of initial 
feeling when we first kind of got into this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay, he's more endowed than me, you know, okay, big Mm -hmm. deal, you know, but then hearing that after the fact, it was like, oh, okay, what position is this? What, what is this? What's going on Mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and that's where my jealousy and I guess, uh, you know, some of that came into play. And then having the conversation after it was really erotic at the same time, mm-hmm. but it, there was also jealousy. That emotion came up mm-hmm. and envy that he was able to do those things and, and be able to do that for you. Mm-hmm. But then having conversations with you after the fact, when we could actually sit down and, and kind of like break down the event and how things went down. And I realized that it was not the size or anything else. It was just about you having a good time. Mm-hmm. So I think for men, mm-hmm. we are taught that that if you don't have a 12-inch cock, <laughs> that you can't pleasure a woman, right. which is total bullshit. It is total bullshit. I don't think it's going to fit. Well, <laughs> like, I, the and, 12 inches okay, is not going to fit. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, there's a, you know, pornography, for example. Yes. Well, that pornography is both a beautiful and horrible thing all at the same time. Okay. But... So here's the thing. I think what people don't realize is that the women are super, super tiny mm-hmm. and the men just happen to be above average. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean. And, they, and everyone is completely, utterly hairless, and per- perfectly tanned. and. Well, I, I'm just saying, but we, we are taught as a society. I'm going to get on a little side note here. It doesn't matter. This can open up and be a very broad conversation. <laughs> so. I have learned that cock size is not the end all be all. Right. And the longer that I'm in the lifestyle, it keeps reiterating that to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I totally believe that. I I actually think it's more about enthusiasm and wanting to please. And I think it's about uh, listening to your partner and giving them. Being respectful. Mm -hmm. It's about being a gentleman. It's about listening to the woman, mm-hmm. not only hearing, but listening to what she is saying, picking up on the nonverbal clues. Right. Are there goosebumps? How is she sounding? Is she moaning when she when you touch her in a certain spot? Is she responding when you touch, when you stroke the side of her face or when you nibble on the back of her neck behind her ear? Is she do you touch her in the small of her back and does she is there is there a reaction to that mm-hmm. when you scrape your fingernails up the side of her leg does she respond to that there's so many things that women experience that guys don't and it all adds up to an amazing time yes i would totally agree with that if you don't take the time to explore and open I, I don't want to say, I mean, it's it's a flower. You have to let the flower <laughs> blossom. I, this is such a cliche, but you really do. You, you have to be able to do that in order to achieve yes. the end, the, your, your end goal. Well, because I mean, your if you, yeah. size is not going to, it doesn't matter how big your dick is. If you don't take the time to warm up everything and get it ready and, and really make her feel comfortable because that's the end goal because right. you're actually penetrating 
Yeah. And that's a horrible word to use. And I hate that word. And we've talked about <laughs> that before. But I mean, it is. It's a horrible thing to say. Right. It's like a needle jabbing in your arm. I don't I mean, it's not I don't want something to penetrate me. I can't imagine how it is for women. <laughs> Sorry, my gosh, I'm going. You really, you are on a tangent. You if our listeners could see you, you had to tug up your art, your your sleeves of your shirt for this. You're like tugging up your sleeves. Your face I, I mean, I, I just so I like to take my time. You do. I like to take my time. I think you do. I, would, I really like to explore my partner. Yes. I, I want to know. I, and I listen to like all the nonverbal clues, right? Mm-hmm. If she shudders a little bit or if she, how she moves her arms or how she moves her legs, or, you know, if she takes a deep gasp or a gasp, you know, I, I, I try to pick up on all those little nuances and to really make her relax and make her feel comfortable in the ways that I'm touching her. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't have the opportunity to sit down and go, okay, here's a checklist can you please check off what you like and what you don't like? How much pressure? How much? Yeah. And when and where? I uh, mean, because everybody... Actually, you might be onto something here because not all men and or women, I mean, I as, as a bi woman, I can tell you that not all women... Not all men or women pay attention to these things, but maybe I ought to come with a checklist because then they would know where to start. You, we've had that conversation before, too. Like, you know, like... A, they used to use dance cards back in the 1800s. Like you filled in your dance card. I could fill in my checklist and be like, these are the important things. Yeah. Pay special attention to items one through four. Right. I mean, <laughs> but so, I mean, I think that in this lifetime, sometimes, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, to, to downplay all men and, and say that, hey, everybody's, you know. Oh, I think women are just bad. I do. I, I think some women, I think some women are like zero to 60. Yep. But then again, so those same women have had a lot of, of stimulation throughout the course of the of the event, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the other thing, too, is some women are zero to ten. Sure. Right. There, there's like ne- we never get out of first gear. Yeah. So there's a, there's both sides of the fence there. Right. I, I don't think that it's I don't think I, that it's, I, I'm, I was more you know, I was more kind of like trying to tell the gentleman of the audience what to how I approach things right. and, and how to make their experiences a little bit better. And I, I, sorry if it was sounded like a tangent that wasn't really. It was more meant, like a soapbox, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't meant to. I just, I feel like that as men, we tend to rush things sometimes when it, sometimes, sometimes. it doesn't need to be rushed. Some, sometimes slow is good. <laughs> but we're we're kind of needing to circle back around to voyeurism. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but that's watching your partner. And, 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 yeah. Are you just trying to make your soapbox work with the podcast? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm calling you out, baby. <laughs> I know. But so, so okay. And what I mean by that, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle this around. Uh, okay. So what I mean by uh-huh. that is that I, I, I take my time with you. And I know by touching you and the sounds you make, what kind of enjoyment you're getting out of mm. out of the play. Do I make the same sounds with other people? Sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. I, I think that we've been together so long, uh-huh. and I pick up on those things with you. And then hearing you without me mm-hmm. has helped me understand where you're at, though. Oh, that's interesting. And there's been times that I know, like, you haven't even said anything to me, 
but I know that you were struggling. And mm-hmm. so I've come over and you, you probably can remember some of this. Uh-huh. I've come over and kind of help you get you. Where I needed organism. to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there've been a couple of times. And I knew you were struggling. I right. could tell by the sounds you were making, you never said a word to me, mm-hmm. but I could tell that you weren't like super into it and it wasn't like in super enjoyable, mm-hmm. but I knew what to do to trigger your orgasm. Yeah, no, you you absolutely did. And that was pretty amazing, honestly. And it would not have happened if you hadn't. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think that the, and that's amazing to me because I think that my body's pretty sensitive and usually I'm kind of a sure thing. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but, well, I, I, but uh, it, it does happen sometimes that I'll be with a partner who is just not used to a woman that likes things a certain way, or I, I don't even know if it's that, or it's just that they're nervous, or maybe they're new to the lifestyle and it's their first, you know, first few times that they played, or there's usually a, a just you know a menagerie of reasons. Mm-hmm. But it has happened a few times where I have been with a partner who couldn't quite figure out the combination for making things happen for me. So, so yeah, so I, that's kind of a nice thing, but then I think that has gone the other way too. There have been times that I've, that I've come over, like saw you, or I can remember one time in specific when you leaned over and whispered to me and you're like, I'm struggling. And then I know what to do to help you, which is why group play is so fun. Right. Because I, you know, and during group play, no one would ever know that, if you are struggling and I'm helping you along with something or you're helping me. Right. Because it's just, you know, everyone's kind of just like moving about the room, right? Yeah. Or about the bed. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. Right. It depends. And amazing. It's amazing how many people you can put on a king size bed. Truly amazing. Or a queen size bed. That gets a little dangerous, I gotta tell you. It, it can, it can. As somebody who has fallen off, that is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The floor is hard. It, it is. Which is why I tell you all the time. You can't fall off the floor. This is true. This is my number one thing to say when I'm drunk, which doesn't happen that often, but it has happened a few times. And I'll tell Matt every time, I'm just going to lay right here on the floor because you can't fall off the floor. This is true. (laughs) So I'm going to go back around to emotions and voyeurism. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. I I have felt jealousy before, too. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you, you would think that as your partner... You wouldn't feel these things, right? Because you guys, you know, you're going home with this right. person. I know. You, I know you, you and I are, wake up. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to go through life with this person. Right. And but yet. But you're my person. Right. And yet. Wait a second. I'm, I'm now I'm having these feelings of jealousy uh-huh. or I'm having these feelings of envy. I'm having these feelings of maybe even resentment. Insecurity. Insecurity and all mm-hmm. these other, you know, like ne- negative emotions, if you will. They're negative. That's the thing. It's like, and we have talked about this before. I know we have where assigning positive or negative emotion feelings like, oh, if you're jealous, it's bad. If you're, you know, excited, it's good. Those are just emotions. Yeah. They're not bad or good. They're neither. They're neutral. This isn't Switzerland. You know, you just, or it is Switzerland, I guess I should say. You don't have to take sides, and it doesn't have to be that if you ever feel jealous, you're a terrible person. Yeah. It just means that there's something that's happening in that situation, in that scenario, that you need affirmation or validation or security for. Yeah. And and so it doesn't, and and here's the thing I think it's really important to, to remember in this 
if, if your partner is with somebody else and you're feeling all of these insecurities, it doesn't mean that you run right over and whisper in, her, in their ear, oh my God, I'm feeling so jealous right now. Right. No, you wait till the situation's over. You wait until the next day or, or later on in the day mm-hmm. when you're together and alone. And then you say, hey, listen, that was really amazing. But when this happened, right. I felt When you this. did this, I felt this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think that your partner can't know you're feeling that way. And if you are feeling that way, then you need to get to the root of it, right? Yeah. To figure out where that's coming from and what you're needing what cup that you have isn't being filled the way that it needs to so that when you get to watch your partner be with someone, you can be happy about it and you can be excited for them. You know, that's, that's where I want to be with that situation. And the times that I have felt jealousy with Matt have been times that he was having an amazing time and the woman that he was with was having an amazing time and I was not having an amazing time. <laughs> and it was, it was definitely kind of a jealousy slash envious situation where I just wanted, I just wanted my baby back. I yeah. wanted my partner back. I'm like, this person that I'm with is not at all interested in my orgasm or my pleasure. And I would rather be with Matt. And then I look across the room and I see him, you know, being amazing as he is to this, to his partner that he's with. And I think it's not that I dislike that he's doing it. I just want to be right there too. At that point, I'm like threesome right here, please. (laughs) Can I just join you? (laughs) So, and that's happened before it's happened multiple times. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, I'm not sure if that's jealousy or envy, but it kind of borders the two, I think a little bit. But I also wanted to talk about some of the, well, if we're going to assign good and bad, the more positive or the more exciting things that can happen with voyeurism. I think that the um, risque nature. Like, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, when we've been witnessed this at different aspects of our travels and play and whatever, sometimes it can be really super erotic. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. You know, my mouth is open. I might be drooling a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, sometimes it it is really like, wow, I wish I could Oh, I've stood in front of you and we were watching two people play at a party. Yeah. And I could feel how hard you were pressing into the lower part of my back. Yeah. Like, because I'm short and you're tall. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes it's like, wow. And it's mm-hmm. it's like, holy mackerel, what just kind of like... And then I'm like, can we do that when we go home? Yeah, right? <laughs> I, and, I know, want one of those swing thingies. Yeah. Sometimes it can be just so, like, I think the lifestyle allows you to, and, and whatever type of label you want to put on the lifestyle, how it fits, how it fits how you. How E&M fits you. Exactly. It allows you to explore... Things you've seen, things you've heard about, mm-hmm. things you've thought about, mm-hmm. and it really allows you to explore those things yes. in, in an environment of your making. Mm-hmm. You can create it however you want, and mm-hmm. nobody's going to think anything more or anything less, because right. everybody has their own individual uniqueness about them. You get your own yum. 
You do. And and I think that's what's really cool. And we've mentioned this before. We've been at some things and we've talked about it afterwards. And Julie's like, well, I didn't really think that was that gross. And I've been like, or not, not I don't want to say the word gross, but degrading. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've, I've told her, I was like, I, I found that personally very degrading. And I, I don't want to be in a situation like that ever. Right. But I think it just depends on what your kink is. Exactly. I and mean, it depends on, like, it, it might be, you may view that as degrading, but the person that's in that, the person that's performing is there because they want to be there. Right. Some, yeah. some women find it distasteful that I enjoy being spanked. Right. That you, I would let you put me on a St. Andrew's cross and be naked in front of a room full of people and let you do something like that. I loved it. But I know that there are women out there that would be like, no way. Right. It, but it, that's my thing. That's my kink. That's that's what I enjoy. Right. And that's the thing. I don't want to, and as Julia said before, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Right. I mean, there are... I got I to give credit to somebody real quick on that. I don't remember who we met. It was at a meet and greet. It was when we first got into the lifestyle. And she was adorably, beautifully so sweet. She she had to be like, I don't even know if she was maybe 25. She was so young. But she said that to me. And I'm like, I am stealing that. That is a great phrase. And I can't remember her name we we never ran into her again but hmm. i just somewhere out there there is an adorably wonderful girl and she said that to me and i just really liked it so yeah. i stole it <laughs> I, I mean and that's the thing it allows you to explore some things that are non-traditional exactly that can be risky. voyeurism is definitely non-traditional risque taboo however mm-hmm. you want to say it right and you know it allows you to kind of explore some things an environment that you create yourself or an environment that you are comfortable in. Exactly. And whether that's in a hotel room, whether that's at your house, whether that's at an event or somewhere mm-hmm. out in public, that mm-hmm. in, in a safe environment. Ooh, did I ever tell you about the, uh, I went out on a, on a first date with a person who was polyamorous and this was years ago. This is before I met you. Um, and he he told me about this. He's like, well, one of the conditions I would have is that you attend these monthly parties with me. Mm-hmm. He's like, a friend of mine has house parties and I would want you to attend as my partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, can you tell me about the party? And he's like, absolutely. And he goes, when you walk in the door, um, he's like, first of all, you'd probably want to wear some sort of lingerie. And I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. To someone's house. Okay. Okay. Can I wear a rope? <laughs> right. right. And uh, he's like, when you walk in the door, you're going to, you, you get a, an index card. And on the index card, on one side of the card, you write one thing that you're willing to do for somebody. And on the other side, you write one thing that you're willing to let somebody do to you. Mm. And your name goes on the top of the card and all the cards go into a fishbowl. And then throughout the evening, those cards are randomly drawn. And if your card is drawn, then you would go up to the middle of the room where everyone can watch and you would have a performance and something done to you in front of everyone. Oh, my goodness. I was like, um, can I think on that? <laughs> so that's interesting because I actually read a, uh, an erotic story one time where that was somewhat similar um, in the story, a person was blindfolded mm-hmm. 
and then taken to an event. Mm. So they were blindfolded. They were brought into the house and went into a separate room, blindfolded, and then were led into another room. Wow. And then the room was full of people, and basically they were put on display. That would be a lot of trust for me. A lot of trust. Uh, and so their spouse was the one right. mm-hmm. doing this. Still, though, it, was, it doesn't they matter. They were controlling... Yeah. You know, they were controlling what was going on. Interesting. But Interesting. I was, yeah, at the end, at the, you know, halfway through the story, I'm like, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I did end up turning down the house party situation just because I was a little concerned that that was more than I could be comfortable with. Yeah. At I least can, with a new relationship. So. Yeah. I mean, I can certainly understand that. Yeah. And that's where you and the non-ethical, non-monarchical lifestyle, you can create the kind of environment in which you want to explore your thoughts and your fantasies and your and, and, and create an environment where you feel safe and comfortable mm-hmm. and you're able to kind of let your guard down a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, whether you're an exhibitionist or whether you're a voyeur, you know, those things can be explored inside that. You can, you can explore that. You can have scenarios where you get to experience watching other couples. You can go to parties. It happens all the time. There's playrooms or darker. Well, I mean, obviously dark rooms, you're not going to be able to see anything, but playrooms. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can get to explore that lifestyle. You can get to explore that particular kink. Or if exhibitionism is your thing, there are always people who are going to want to watch. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I mean, and some things, you know, like we talked about earlier, some things we enjoy watching, some things we don't. And it just depends on your on your individual kink. Yep. But I think that the I think the idea of how taboo it is, how illict it is, the risque of watching uh, somebody playing with their partner so intimately, the idea of stumbling upon a couple playing is very it's just so deeply rooted in us that that is like naughty or risque yes. that I think it's very much a turn on for a lot of people. I, Even if you are embarrassed while you're watching, you're still watching because it's so erotic and it's so hot. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a, a good memory of the first time I certainly saw a horse being used. Right. Not a, not a, galloping but this is you can look this up a a, play horse a play horse exactly but yeah the first time i ever saw someone on that i was like wow right yeah yeah first time i ever saw somebody in a swing yeah yeah so yeah i think oh it's getting warm in here (laughs) 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 oh my goodness wow so so one more little tidbit about that about that gentleman who asked me about the house party. Yes. We met at a very, very popular casual cafe style restaurant mm-hmm. where you would normally grab a coffee and a cupcake maybe or a cookie. And uh, he brought flowers, big flowers with like bows and doodads in them. And every single person that walked by during that two and a half hour date, I was like, oh, honey, is it your birthday? Happy birthday. I must have gotten happy birthday 30 times that night. My face just got redder and redder the longer the night went on, even though it wasn't my birthday. You should have just said, oh, thank you. I know, right? I should have, right? Maybe I'd have gotten a free coffee. 
Maybe you would have. I might have. I might have. But I'm I'm always in the moment. I never think of that stuff. In the moment, I'm just like, you know, shy Julie who turns red and, you know, the color of her hair. And I've just never like, seen you turn red before. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something earlier when you said, oh, a guy with a 12 inch cock. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's like a fifth of my height. <laughs> please no that's not gonna fit <laughs> but i'm i, was I know i know i know what you're meaning. it's yeah. just that's what was going through my head it's like that's not gonna fit <laughs> right and you know what and and there are some there are some women who are super super into that yeah and you know what more power i'm thinking them. that they're taller i, I don't know but or I mean, they have longer stomachs maybe. i don't know more yeah, power some, to them and, something going and, on there but but the majority of the women that i've met in the lifestyle, they don't, I mean, it's more about the person. Oh, I could totally say the same. So it's no secret that I'm not super busty. I, I never, like, I, I think I've joked on here before about how I'm not, my breasts aren't huge or I, I'm a B cup, right? And so to me, I feel like every woman in the lifestyle is like at least a D and I'm over here with very small breasts. And so- but They're so delightful. Right. But I thank you, baby. But I, I always feel like I should apologize. Like when, when I'm with someone new and they take off my bra, I'm like, oh, my breasts aren't very big. And they're like, I get to play with your breasts. I'm good. Right? <laughs> so I think it's. Thank the, you, everyone. <laughs> I think in the same way that men get worried about penis size, I get worried about breast size because it, it, in America, we're all, we're all about that. Like everyone has to have these beautiful big bouncy gorgeous breasts and mine aren't any of that they're nice and perky but they're not big so and I know I've talked about this before and it's it's always been a thing but it's the same it's really the same it's like it's the whole penis size thing over again so yeah anyway so that that kind of does tie into a little bit to voyeurism because when I think people are watching sometimes that goes through my head I'm so like, and and I've had that experience too. Like right. I'm not like, I, I mean I'm average, right? But I'm not, you know, I'm not like. You're not Ron Jeremy. I'm not Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I love your cock; it's amazing. But so I mean that's kind of the same thing, right? Right. I mean, it's just like it is. It totally is. And then it goes through your head. You're worried about that. Yeah. You know. And so. I think that's where some of my struggles come from. Exactly. No, I I I can completely feel the same way we all have things about our bodies we don't like right so and that ties in because you can't let that go so yeah, yeah. so this has been a crazy good conversation about voyeurism i think been. we've talked about a lot of things that happen in that whole scenario there's like a it's like a big circle right like there's all these different there's so many ways to, to look at it. There really are. And I know that there are probably people listening out there that are like, this is not any of the stuff I think about when I think about watching. But so, you know. okay. So the, I pose this question to our listeners. So have you ever seen a video or seen something and you were like, wow, I'd really like to try that? Or, and then, or even had a thought of like, I wonder what this is like. Or, mm -hmm. it, or read something and be like, hmm, that could be fun. Right. And then you actually go and you see this in person. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, hmm, I, I don't know that I like that. Or, <laughs> or hmm, I do like that. And I, I really want to really try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing. It, in, is, as individuals and as 
either male or female, mm -hmm. we all have these things rolling around. In our, oh my gosh, mind. the time that you had me on the St. Andrew's Cross, the, well, the last time, there's been more than one time, but the last time, uh, a new partner of ours was standing there watching you dominate me and spank me and listening to me orgasm as you played with me. And when you were finished and you, I kind of slid my arms down, he leaned over and he whispered in my ear and he's like, that is the hottest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad I could oblige. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it is for him. That was amazing to watch. Right. And it was totally unexpected for him because he didn't know it was coming. So yeah, I think he found something new that night. Yeah. Just like I have found something new watching other people. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's all about exploring and having fun and, Exactly. So yeah, to our listeners out there, if you would like to share the thing that you found through voyeurism or exhibition, because it kind of goes hand in hand, we would love to hear your thoughts or your sexy stories. Yeah. So drop us a line. You can find us at www.american-poly.com or you can email me at julie at american-poly.com. Ah, don't even know my own email address. You <laughs> or find us on, on uh, Reddit. We are Julie underscore Matt on Reddit. Yes, so. or on Instagram. We are on Instagram. I forgot about that. Uh, what are we on Instagram? Julie at American Poly, I think. Yeah, probably Julie so at American Poly. You really Poly. can't go wrong. If you just type in Julie American Poly, you're going to get it. You're going to everywhere it goes. You're going to go all over the place. You're going to find her somewhere, somehow. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you will find me. <laughs> so until next time i'm julie and i'm matt thanks for listening to american poly <laughs> <laughs>